kind of the beginning of what I want to talk about, folks, that what we get to do on a weekly basis, right? One of the major things that we do is facilitate Sunday mornings, and that's a huge piece of what it is that we get to do. And part of it is for that, that, that on any given Sunday, there's going to be 50 kids back there in ministry. And the opportunity to, to grow them up inside of what the Bible teaches. And that number's only growing right now, right? I want you to not lose sight of that as you think about what God is doing this past year and this coming year. That that picture right there is a huge piece that we need to remember. That there's 50-some people back there that are under the age of 10 that will be in your seats someday. That's the goal. That we do it in such a way that we pass it on to the next generation. That's our job. That's what we get to do. To inspire the next ones to follow what it is that they see us do. Part of that will come in just showing up on Sunday mornings and being a part of this and, and volunteering your time. We also have, at any given day, 10 or so volunteers back there caring for for these kids and doing things. So you might have 60 or 70 people back there that, that some of us don't even realize are back there every week. It's hard to think about it. You look around and you think, wow, there's some empty seats this morning, but there's like a bunch of them back there. And this is a day when you had to ice skate to get to church, right? The opportunities we have, we need to continue to keep in front of us like that. To see what it is that God is doing, it's not going to be always immediate. These kids are born and they get to be in part of the nursery and then passed on to the first class and the second class and the third class. And then fifth to sixth grade, they get to come out here and sit with us and, and hear what it is that we're doing. But for, for 10 years or so, they're back there being cared for and you guys help provide for that. We cannot lose sight of that as a church. Even though they wander back there, part of, part of what we've talked about in the past is changing the dynamic of putting the kids back there first so that there's emptier seats out here for more people to be able to find a seat because there are those Sundays, right, when there's just no seats and you kind of hang out in the back and wait till the kids leave, then you get your seat. But that would be a dynamic change to what we do on Sunday morning. That would change what you see every week. That these kids are here and they're worshiping with you, with their families. They're part of who we are and what we want the church to look like in the future. That would be a pretty dynamic change to take them out of here and move them back there. Then you wouldn't ever see them. It's important that we keep it in front of our eyes. That it's part of what we understand. And we understand that our mission, our vision, all centers around that verse that's on the bulletin board back there, right? And if you're following along in version, you'll see it there that I'm going to only hit two verses today and I'm going to only hit one of them right now and then you're going to get to hear from some other folks and then I'll try to wrap it back around because I want you to hear from some other voices today. 
First of all, I want to talk about what Romans 11.36 says, just that simply it's from Him and through Him and to Him are all things, and to Him be the glory forever. Amen. That everything we do is about Him. That's the common denominator, right? First of all, recognizing that even the children that are back the hall are a gift from Him. The resources that we have in our own individual lives, whether it be the jobs that we have and the money that God sends our way, the abilities to do things in our world, the time that He gives us, the 24 hours in a day, all of those things are from Him. To really understand that is the beginning of understanding the gospel. (laughs) Because if you don't understand it in your own life, you cannot tell others about it. To really process the fact that literally everything I have is from God. That's where it starts. Not as a result of my hard work and my Americanism. If you were born somewhere else, life would look very different, folks, regardless of how hard you worked. Understand that. That you were given a gift by even being born in the United States. I know people around the world that work much harder than me to do what I do. I've sent money to Africa to buy a bike for a pastor to ride a bike to get to the churches that he ministers to. I get that. Sometimes we lose sight of it as a church because we're very comfortable in the world that we're a part of. And it's easy to lose sight of the fact that everything we have is as a result of what God is doing on our behalf. If you really understand that piece and process it that way, then the fun only gets started. Because if I really understand that everything I have is from God, then everything I do throughout the course of my day and my life is going to be through Him. And that I get to be a part of all those things that He planned in advance for me to do that He says in Ephesians 2, verse 10. That there are good works prepared in advance for us to do. He's provided the resource and the opportunity to do it. We just have to open our eyes. Submit our will to Him somehow. To look around and see things a little differently. When the children leave on a Sunday morning to understand, wow, we've been given an incredible opportunity to steward those lives. I want you to honestly think about the people that impacted your life when you were a child. whether that was good or bad. And 
think about all the resources that you have been given now to impact for good. And are you doing it well? Have you accepted those gifts from God and said, thank you very much, I'll apply them to me. (laughs) I appreciate you taking care of me. It's a very natural inclination. But it doesn't stop there. It says that all things are from Him and through Him our lives are led so that we can then glorify Him. All things are back to Him. We get the opportunity then to say, because I've been given all of this resource and I've applied it in these ways, people take notice and say, wow, that's pretty cool that you get to do that. God allows me to do that. And it finishes there. You're telling people about Jesus by how you interpret All of your resources, what you think about your resources matters. (laughs) That's what today is going to be about. The opportunity to, to really think about all of the resources that we have at our disposal. And how are we applying them to what God is doing around us? So I have a couple of people that I want you to hear from. First of all, we're going to hear from Ben and have him come up and share about our youth group and what's been going on there and and how that works, how that processes out and things that you never see on Wednesday nights. Then we're going to hear from Josh about what's going on in our community and the worship that's happening on the mountains and, and in other places that he gets to be a part of as a result of some of the resources that we've been given. Then we're going to get to hear from Kathy Robertson, who's helping us out with our budget and things. And we're going to present that as well, because I want you to see exactly where your money is going again. Where it went last year, we're going to hear about where it's going. We're going to talk about. Okay, so, Ben, why don't you come up and just share what's been going on with our teens? Morning, guys. Keith, uh, oh, now I'm on. There we go. Uh, morning, uh, I get to talk to you guys about Veracity, our youth ministry, and uh, how the, the money you give uh, just to Liberty, part of that goes to support Veracity. And uh, first of all, a lot of that money that goes to Veracity uh, ends up being food and gas, because teens like to eat and go places. Um, but uh, we get to do some awesome stuff uh, just with that time together. Regular meeting on Wednesday nights from 6:30 to 8 here at the church, and there are usually 15 to 20 teens that meet here, and uh, we spend time enjoying being together, uh, play a little game together, but then we we get to spend some time uh, sharing prayer requests, praying with each other. We we have a lesson, a Bible lesson every night. Uh, usually myself or one of the other uh, adult leaders teaches that, and. And then we break up and we have some small group time where we get to discuss together as as guys or as ladies, sometimes as uh, senior high or junior high, uh, just what we talked about in the lesson and how to apply that to our lives. And uh, it's been pretty awesome to see uh, God growing 
uh, the youth ministry. Um, I was just talking to one of our leaders the other day, and uh, when I came here, I started here s- about seven years ago, and we had this this awesome core group of teens uh, uh, back then, and, and most of them graduated away, and then we kind of had some transition years, and it, it's been awesome to see God rebuilding a, a core group of teenagers and and doing some awesome stuff in the, the lives of some young people. Uh, we have a bunch of 6th and 7th graders this year. Uh, so that's pretty cool to see. That's a, a little bit challenging. Uh, I kind of prefer high schoolers over junior high. But uh, it's awesome to see those young kids uh, coming in and, and that we get to work with them and, and pour into them for five or six years uh, while they're going through middle school and high school. And uh the money you give supports that. Uh, the Wednesday night, we, we get to do some fun activities throughout the year. We had a, an all-nighter last spring uh, in Davidsville. Uh, we had another all-nighter. Our kids really like all-nighters. We had, we had another one at uh, Park in, in Martinsburg over by Holidaysburg. Uh, this fall, um, we stuff like going to the Ots and swimming in their pool. They've been uh, pretty awesome in letting us use that a couple times uh, in the summer we go to different people's houses and and meet and have meals together there and uh, all that stuff to build relationship and then we try as well to go out into the community and and serve in the community we've, we've done some stuff uh, with uh, Starbucks does a, a work day downtown in the spring and we've done some stuff with those a couple times we've done a lot of stuff with Josh and Crucified uh, it was pretty awesome this past Thanksgiving. We got to to partner with Crucified and, and go hand out some Thanksgiving meals. And, and there were a few of us that went to, um, I'm blanking, the, the projects in the West End, whichever one those are. But Oakhurst. Yeah, we went to Oakhurst and handed out some Thanksgiving meals. And it, it was an awesome. We, we actually went in one of the houses we went to, the people weren't there, and we had six meals for them. So we're like, what are we going to do with these six meals? Uh, and so we ended up meeting with Justin Rohrbaugh. He just happened to be in the area. He does the backpack uh, stuff where he goes door to door and, and hands out stuff every week. And we met with him, and he directed us to some houses. And uh, our teens got to actually go and talk with this one lady, and she was just so overwhelmed and appreciative of that meal, that we actually made some like little Christmas candies uh, for the teens that went and gave that stuff to her. So we get to do awesome stuff uh, like that and really uh, love and care for and support our, our community and, and show our teens how to, to be more selfless, to, to be less focused on themselves and more focused on other people. Because a lot of times our world, especially the world our, our young people live in, just says focus on you and and get for you, uh, and we try and focus them a lot on how can we serve and how can we pour into other people. Uh, one of the other things that I get to talk about, uh, something we support in our missions giving is uh, district youth, uh, that we actually have an organization, uh, all the churches in the western Pen- Pennsylvania area, the Karis Fellowship Churches, uh, we all kind of part and we have a little organization called uh, the District Youth, uh, and we support that financially as one of our, our uh, missions, giving things. And uh, District Youth is pretty awesome. Uh, I've had the opportunity to, to work and, and serve with that for 
the past seven years that I, I've been here at Liberty and uh, just this past weekend, uh, we had our district youth retreat at Camp Manawagon. We had uh, 12 students from here go to that re retreat. We had about 140 students and adults overall go to that retreat. And uh, part of that money that we give to district youth helps to supplement the cost of that retreat, uh, that our kids get to go and, and hang out and, and have time together, get to meet uh, other believers from other Karis Fellowship churches and other churches in the area, uh, get to hear great Bible teaching and be challenged in that, get to, to hear some awesome uh, worship from the camp band. Uh, and so that money goes to do stuff like that, to do the, the all-nighter that we did in the fall, uh, was district youth uh, planned and, and supported and uh, just bring a couple different churches together and uh, they, they had a gym and a bowling and a, a speaker again and some music and, and just some awesome time like that to, to reach out and to again build relationships in our group. Uh, usually in the spring, I'm still working in this right now, but in, in the spring we usually go on like a spring missions trip. The past number of years we've gone to Urban Hope in Philadelphia, which is an inner city ministry in Philadelphia, uh, and we go down there and serve in the inner city for a weekend. Um, so that's that's some of the stuff you get to support. Uh, other things we get to do in the last couple of years, we've sent kids to Operation Barnabas, which is a three-week summer missions program where they, they go with other students from throughout the country and and travel around and serve together, and, and so some of your money goes to that, and, and you guys have supported kind of above and beyond your normal giving and supporting that as well, and the students that have gone on that. Um, we go to every summer, uh, part of our the money for that comes out of the budget, and then part of that is uh, from you guys supporting our fundraisers, which I don't think Doug mentioned it, but we do have the pie auction fundraiser, coming up February and 9th, a, a couple Sundays from now. Uh, so if you like pie, hang around after church for a half hour, 45 minutes. We'll be auctioning off some awesome pies, and that money goes to help us get to Momentum, which is an, an awesome conference. It's at Indiana Wesleyan University this year. Um, we go there. There's about 2,000 students and adults from across the country. Uh, they have a lot of speakers, guys, youth potentially heard of, uh, Sean McDowell, and uh, we had Francis Chan years ago come, um, Clayton King, some other guys that are, are nationally recognized speakers come and speak, and uh, we have time together to, to sing and worship together, and then we, we go out in the, the Marian community and serve in the community as well. So it's, it's a, a growing experience and also a, a serving experience there, so I don't know, I threw a lot of stuff out at you there, but hopefully that gives you a little bit of an idea of what we get to do, and uh, it's awesome to see what God has done in our teens. Uh, I had the opportunity last night to hang out with uh, one of the guys that had graduated from our, our youth program a couple years ago, and um, a, a guy that probably could have been on the fence whether he was really going to pursue Jesus with his life, and, and it's pretty awesome to see him a couple years after graduation uh, pursuing Christ, still being involved in the church and, and wanting to know God more, wanting to honor God in, 
in his marriage and that sort of stuff. And it's pretty awesome that we get to be a part of that and to, to pour into guys' lives like that and young ladies' lives like that. And uh, there's a number of stories like that of, of teens that have come up through uh, veracity and, and are now doing awesome things. Allie's out at Grace uh, doing some awesome stuff and serving the Lord out there. And we have a couple other ladies out at Grace right now that, that have done some awesome stuff. So um, your money is is going well and, and doing good things. And uh, I challenge you as well, uh, beyond your money, uh, we could also use some more volunteers uh, for Veracity. People are willing to hang out on a Wednesday night uh, with the kids and pour into them and, and go on trips with us in different times and do stuff like that. So if you'd be interested in being a volunteer and helping with veracity, feel free to, to talk to me and, and we'll get you plugged in with that. So I think I said thank you. At least Josh. Josh is usually not that long-winded, so... I was told I got two minutes, so we'll try and uh, cut to the chase here pretty quickly. Um, it's only 11.30, so we're good. No stewards this afternoon, so we're all right. Um, what I want to share with you guys today is uh, it's truly about this past year. You know, to, to look ahead about what the church is going to be doing outreach and missions-wise in the area, I want us to take a glimpse of this past year. Um, I've provided a few pictures. Uh, just kind of give you guys an idea of what we'll be able to do as outreach, but guys, this is really just scratching the surface of everything that's taking place. Uh, first off, we have mission teams. This past summer, we had six different mission teams serving in the area from all over the country, coming to Johnstown. A lot of times we think of missions as going forth, going elsewhere, going out of country. We got missions right here locally. Uh, we had over 250 students come in from around um, five, six different states, staying at Crucified, we were able to house them, feed them, and then send them out on work projects throughout the um, It was truly an unbelievable thing, and for this summer already, we have five teams lined up to come back to the area. So we definitely see God moving and working through the mission teams here in the area. Um, as you can see, this is the house out on Somerset Pike. Uh, it's going to be transitioned into a, a home for those coming out of the DOC or out of a rehab program to give them a second chance. Um, that whole house has to be gutted, remodeled. We're at the spot now. I've actually started to put wiring back in and start drywalling again. So it is an incredible thing to see what these teens who come in from outside the area are able to do. And then the second picture, uh, if you'll go flip to that, be out at the Conian's house. Uh, we were able to help them out. And uh, the back totally deteriorated. So tearing the roof off, putting a whole new wall and then re-shingling the entire roof for them. So um, we are able to help those out in the church here too. So if you have needs within your home, needs within family members, loved ones, please let us know. And we'll try and line up for the summer teams to go to work at your local So mission teams is just part of uh, what we're doing. Like I said, six, uh, five teams already for this summer. So if you guys want to get involved with that, please let me know. As I look back over this past year though, to be honest, I was overwhelmed with the things that our church, partnering with other churches in the area, have been able to do. You know, you hear of, like, some churches who go on, like, one mission trip for the year, and that's their entire glimpse of things. You know, they do one thing, and they're like, all right, that's it, we're good to go. Man, if you look at everything this church has done, and other churches in the area have done in the area this past year, it is overwhelming. But then God started hitting me with John chapter 1. 
at the end of John, Jesus says this, you haven't seen anything yet. That's in the message version, but he's speaking to Nathaniel, as Nathaniel has just seen a miracle take place. And Jesus goes, you haven't seen anything yet. And I truly believe that's a mindset for this area as we look ahead towards the future. We haven't seen God do anything yet on what he's able to do. You know, we look and we're blown away by what he's done. We're only getting we're only on the surface as we get more people involved in on board. One of the things this coming year, I'm going to center on clipboards, is we actually have the opportunity with the church in Somerset to go trip to Mexico. There's two different weeks to go down there if you're interested. Over 30 homes were destroyed by some of the fires this past year. We have to go help them rebuild. By signing the sheet, isn't, it isn't committing. It's just saying, hey, I might be interested. I'd like to know more information about what's going on with this mission trip. So as I send these around, if you guys would think about that. Also, so you guys know, this past year, probably one of the highlights I had throughout the year. Like I said, partnering with other churches, we were able to do the citywide worship services. You know, we got to do Easter down at the high school. We had the night of worship, the night of praise at the high school. And then most of you guys are probably there for the Christmas service. You know, I, I think I was blown away at the Christmas service, especially because, you know, we said liberty was presented. But if you look around, there was people from every, like, every denomination in the area. All different churches coming together as one. And so you guys know we continue to keep pushing ahead with that. Unifying the church in Johnstown to work together. I know we're, we're looking at Easter. We're looking at Christmas. We're looking at the night of prayer or the, the day of prayer in May. There's opportunities to join with other churches in the area. Which I think is going to be a huge thing for this Johnstown area to keep moving forward. Next thing so you guys know is Ben hit on a little bit. At Thanksgiving, we passed out over 125 turkey dinners to families in the area. Here's the crazy thing. We were able to pass out all those meals in 42 minutes. 30 at the Portage. We had like 30 for Johnstown School District. We had probably 30 or 40 passed out right in Wichita on Maple Avenue. Unbelievable. But the reality is 125, again, isn't scratching the surface of the number of people in need in the area. So I know we're already talking. Jason's not here today, so I can kind of put him on the spot. Aaron's here. We're expecting like 250 this year. You can, you can let him know now and start cooking. You've already, you already got a new roaster for that? But the number of meals that people truly need in the area is incredible. You know, I think we put Ben and Michaela on the spot saying, hey, we want you guys to go to the projects. You know, I know he was a little bit stretched by that experience, but there is such a need for meals in the area. So if you guys are interested in helping out with that, we do meals constantly. And I can't thank you guys enough for continuing to donate even just the pantry box back here. So you guys know we refill that thing two, three times a week down in Woodvale, just for those driving by who have needs of just basic food items. And the final thing I really want to hit on, uh, today that we were able to do this past year was the, the coat drive. Serving down at Johnson High for the Trojan Family Christmas. So you guys understand we passed out over 100 jackets to people in need that night. It was incredible to leave that night, to leave the high school and be driving through Moxham and see kids walking up Ohio Street wearing the coat they just received at the high school. We had 120 cases of ramen noodle soup 
Then the picture you can see, Doug, that's a stack of ramen right behind Doug there. 120 cases of ramen soup the past. You would have thought that was gold. But when a kid is on Christmas break, his parents aren't home because they're at work and they have to be able to make a meal, ramen's incredible. Throw some water, you're good to go. It might sound disgusting, but ramen, PB&J, bread, like, it goes a long way. There is such a need in the area that we can get behind as a church. So thank you guys so much for your support. And like I said, we're just going to keep being visionaries for what's going on in the area. Finally, um, as I said, my wife and I are able to be involved in, with ski and snowboard ministry. And yes, we've had a, a horrible winter to actually get out to the slopes. And yes, I continue to pray for snow. In the past, it's been a joke, but literally I've been praying for snow. But God is still moving. Tomorrow, I head to Wisp, Maryland, down to to meet with leaders down there about starting a chapter. This year, we've already started a chapter for SFC to do ministry on the mountain at Snowshoe, West Virginia, and in the Philly area. Like, God is still opening doors up to open up chapters for those in the mountains to do ministry. So even though we have weather like this, God's still doing things. And I expect him to do bigger things. Him saying, you ain't seen nothing yet. We're not very good at doing things formally, folks, I'll be honest. We, we just don't like it, and so you're going to get a handout that, that looks like a budget, okay? It's going to be the numbers and the things that we use to support what we do as a ministry every year. If you'd like a copy, there's a couple guys coming around. Just put your hand up there if you want to read along with this. Kathy's going to present these numbers because we have to do this formally every year to approve a budget, and we want your support. But we don't want you to just look at the numbers. We want you to understand what the numbers mean. That's why we do it this way. So, Kathy, thanks for your time. All right. Um, I took over the finances in July, and when you do hands-on with it, you see what all this church is supporting each week. And I'm pleased to present to you this budget proposed for 2020. We've had a finance committee review it, the leadership team, and the elders. And one thing nice about our budget, and you have seen and heard what's happening here, our biggest increase in the budget this year is the Sunday morning celebrate. And that includes our children and our youth, and that's tomorrow's church. So it's very good to see that because of the growth, that's the biggest increase in our budget which is $2,200 from last year. We have five major areas in the budget, the small groups connect, and you can see what all is listed there, service commitment, of course the operations and maintenance, and our staff. This year our budget is increased by $2,773.89 from last year. We did go over budget last year, but we were able to meet all the financial needs. What that means to this church is, in our giving, we need to give $461 a month more than what we did last year if this total budget is expended. Does that ever happen? Sometimes it does. Last year we were over something. But I present to you this budget, and it's in the total of $249,867.33. Does anybody have any questions about it? I'm going to present this to Don Hall, who is the chair elder of our finance committee.
Uh, yeah, I say we don't do things formally very well, but <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> part of part of it is, folks. If you read that budget, I'm going to put the ballpark somewhere between 75 and 80 percent goes into people and things that we're doing. So that's what we try to do. We don't we don't have a brand new building or or different things here facility wise on purpose. Because we don't want to be putting money into a building as much as we want to be putting money into building the families of the community. That's the goal. That everything we do is getting poured back into the community that we surround ourselves with. And so as I wrap it up, I want to hit the last verse that, that was in your version, And it's some of the stuff that we talked about even on Christmas Eve. Being a light of the world, right? The idea is that Jesus says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And if you understand from Him, through Him, and to Him, and then the fact that, that our position that has been given to us is a light in this dark world. That what we get is a position to be attractive to others. That we, by the light that we shed in our community, are bringing people closer to a relationship with Jesus. That's the job of the church. And what you think about your resources matters going forward. The more resources we have at our disposal, the more light that gets put into the community. That's the goal. That we really understand what we get to do. That we've been given a position, an opportunity to do these things. As I was thinking about it, and you, you look at the budget, and you see Sunday mornings, you see small groups, and then you see service in the community or for the community. Those are the three things that we really want to be about. We want to continue to get better at what we're doing on Sunday mornings, offering a product that people want to be a part of and that, that they come here because they like being here and hearing what God's Word has to do with their life. Small groups is an opportunity to take the next step with some of your resources. Because some of your resources are your time. What are you doing with some of that time? Are you spending it with other believers, with people inside of your family here at church, connecting with them? Getting invested in by them and investing in them. Spending time getting to know one another's needs, desires, dreams, hopes. Connecting with small groups is important why it's one of our emphasis. And then, as you hear from Josh, there's no shortage of opportunities for us to serve the community. Another way in which we need to allocate time and ability. There are things that we can do on a regular basis here by using our ability to cook. Jason Treese cooked all of those Thanksgiving meals. He cooked all of the turkey for them. Because he loves to use his smoker. Okay? 
the reality is he takes something that he's passionate about, puts it out there, and then when people ask, he can say, yeah, I use that to glorify God. That's how easy it is to take what it is that God has already done in your heart, in your mind, in your life, and use that resource to be a light in our world. Using the good deeds that He allows you to do to glorify Him, to do things from Him and through Him and to Him. It's a way of life. And just as every way of life needs reassessment, I'm going to ask you the hard question. If somebody did an audit of your life right now, if someone took an inventory of your resources, your time, your abilities, your money, would they come up with an understanding that you want to glorify God with them? Would they be drawn to that conclusion? That you have made it a priority in your life to let your good deeds shine before men with all the things that you've been given in such a way that it brings glory back to Him. And it's not a question that you can answer once in your life and check a box and be done with it. It's something that, just like everything else, right, you've got to reevaluate. You find yourself in a new place in life, a new position. You've got to reevaluate what is it that I can do during this season to use what God has given me to glorify Him. Our job is to facilitate opportunities for you to do that. If you have resources financially, then we have people that we know of that are in need, that we can make sure that those needs are being met by some of the resources that God has given you. If you have an ability to go and to, to put a frame wall up, then come to Tecate, Mexico and build a house. If you've got time, then they may have a need on Wednesday nights, right? To come and just sit with some junior high kids and, and listen to the scriptures and help answer their questions about what God is doing in their life this year at that point. The reality is no one lights a lamp and puts it under a bowl. It negates the purpose. It's selfish, to be honest. I want to protect my light, <laughs> right? That's not what light is for. Light is for the benefit of those in surrounding you to be drawn to it, right? The darkest points in your life the point of light that you focus on is what brings you out. Sometimes that point of light might be you to someone in their life. That point of light that they see drawing them out of a dark time may be something that God is using you to do. 
Don't hide it from him. Don't keep it to yourself. Use it for its intended purpose. And it's going to look different for all of us. If we do it right, then the scriptures also tell us that that the world is going to be so confused by this group of people that love each other and are so unified in what they do that they're going to be attracted to, to why. They're going to ask questions. And that's when you get to say, because God has given to me, I get to be a part of your life. That's how God uses all of the resources you could think of. I want to say thank you personally that you guys have been so supportive. Wrapping up 15 years of of ministry (laughs) is a long time. and, And it has been an incredible opportunity for me to be in this leadership position. To see all of the things and to go back through all of the stories of people that have come and been sent out or gone and are doing things in other places is is an incredible list. Someday maybe I should just get up here on Sunday and and share that list with you (laughs) for you to really understand the impact. Thank you for that. Thanks for your continued support. Help draw others in. We all have spheres of influence, folks. People that are in our lives that that just want something to be a part of, something bigger than themselves, and this is what God is doing. (laughs) Drawing us together for His purpose. Allowing us to understand that everything we have is from Him. Everything that we get to do is through Him. And then to say thank you at the end of the day to Him. If we can figure that out together, then it's going to be an amazing life.